Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 351. Cruising is about the memories we make on board and the stories that live on for years after we step off that ship. It's these fond memories that compel me to cruise time and time again. Well, that and the associated Zumi. And so this week's cruise story centers on a fun cruise with a couple of sorority sisters and their teenage kids. What could possibly go wrong? Here we go. Sharing cruise stories allows us to travel back to a different time, a better time, and relive some great memories. And I am absolutely loving sharing these stories with all of you. And I say I'm sharing, but I'm really not. The, the Our guests are the ones who are sharing their favorite memories and events and anecdotes and basically their experiences on board a Royal Caribbean cruise with all of you. After all, I think this is a great uh, reminder, if you will, about why we love cruising so much and... Joining us on this week's edition of Cruise Stories is a very good friend of mine, someone I've cruised with a, a couple different times. It is Aaron Lyons from Baston, Massachusetts. Hello, Aaron. Hey, how are you? I am outstanding. I'm glad to have you here. And uh, I understand for this story and for the for our audience, I try not to read the stories too much. I just kind of glance through them to make sure there's nothing like terribly inappropriate or something like that. Uh, but for <laughs> this one, we're going back to Grandeur of the Seas, 2014 Thanksgiving. Yep. It was uh, one of my first long cruises, and it was with my sorority sister, Tabitha, her husband, me, my husband, Mike, and both our daughters are the same age. So they were 14 at the time. So we decided to go on a long cruise, and this was my first experience. It, it left, um, where did it leave out of Baltimore? So it was kind of cold, being November at all. And took us to the Caribbean and uh, I think Nassau. So the first night, this was like the first night on a big ship. And I was amazed when I got on board, you know, beautiful windows and everything. And I was like, wow, this is like so cool. They have like over 20 bars. <laughs> Just because I don't know if you remember, Matt, back in the day, but back in like the 90s, when I was growing up in my 20s, when Tabitha and I were going around, every restaurant that you went to had like a dance floor. So after 11 o'clock, they'd have dancing right there. And not so much these days. These days you have to go into a nightclub to get that same kind of experience. So I was just amazed by that. So anyway, um, they got an aft balcony on the back of the ship. So um, they did something that we're not supposed to do. They... Tom and Tabitha, they grow their own wine and beer. So they make their own wine and beer. And apparently two bottles per person wasn't enough for them. So don't condone this. They snuck on wine and they invited <gasps> us back to their out balcony. I know it's a, it's a no-no. I don't agree with it. I was, wasn't my decision. Anyway, <laughs> I was just there for the cruise and the ride. So we go back to their out balcony and he opens you know, the door and outside they had like saline IV bags full of wine. It was like a blood bank out there and they're hanging by like wire coat hangers. I'm like, oh my God. And they had their own glasses. So we watched the sunset and the out balcony. It was beautiful. Sun started going down. We we're drinking. Apparently, uh, my husband says that about an hour later, Tabitha and I decided to uh, go check out the bars and we would meet them for dinner at 730, which we did. 
So uh, we went bar hopping for a while. And then we meet, you know, everybody for dinner with the girls, you know, 730 in the beautiful dining room. And because we were a larger party, we got lucky and we got that big, huge table in the middle of the dining room. So it was really, really nice. And our waiter came over. And uh, as you know, sometimes when you drink, you uh, lose the ability to uh, do normal functions, shall we say. So we're sitting at the table and they come around, they have the rolls and everything. I'm like, wow, this is, and I was so hungry. So I take my butter knife and I try to stab my roll and it goes flying across to another table. (laughs) Wasn't my proudest moment. Smooth, as they say. Yes. Well, nothing compared to Tabitha. She dropped 14 forks. Anyway, after... 14, we counted. So after that, I decided to excuse myself. And I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I never returned. I went back to the stateroom and went to bed. So that was my first lesson on a cruise. How did you you get to the... I'm going to backtrack you for a second. How did you get to the, that center table? That's the table if you're looking at the dining room, if you're on a higher deck. And you look down, there's this one table that's literally in the center over there. And mm-hmm. it's it's definitely stands out from the rest. So do you have any idea how you ended up at that table? Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, we were, I think Tabitha, because I was new to cruising, she grouped us all to eat dinner together. And there were about, I think, nine of us. So we just, by happenstance, we got that table because we had set we had set time dining. Okay. Well, so we were just luck of the draw. I mean, luck of the draw <laughs> it was great. I had no complaints, you know, because I hate being the center of attention. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> the vanity, I know, it's horrible. Anyway, so it was over Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was great. And I remember this one really, really special moment. Um, after we got back from Nassau, we walked back on the ship, and it was literally a day after Thanksgiving. And I remember that we walk in, and in the centrum, they lit up the Christmas tree. And, Matt, this Christmas tree is huge. It spanned, like, eight decks going up and down. And all I could think of, I don't know if um, I ever told you, I was I danced ballet for 11 years in Boston, and then I was in the Boston Nutcracker. And if any of you guys know about the Boston Nutcracker, the big finale or epic scene is when the huge Christmas tree grows to like gigantic amounts on stage. And that's the first thing I thought of. I walked on and this beautiful centrum was lit up and the Christmas tree. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so beautiful, so amazing. And that was, that was hooked after that. Awesome. Yeah. They do it. They do a great job with the, with the, um, Decor. Decor, thank you. Yeah, the decorations and all the things they do on there. It truly is impressive how they make that all happen. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's a big deal for them to go on the cruise ship because yeah. uh, during the holidays, and they ask, you know, when do they when do they do that? And literally the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, they don't waste <laughs> any time. <laughs> so that was that was really amazing. And so that I guess, you know, people say their first cruise was the most memorable. 
And even though that wasn't my first cruise per se, my first cruise was back in 1990 and I was stuffed in an inside cabin with three of my cousins when I was 19. So that wasn't as exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) I mean, now I look Uh, at inside cabins, I'm like, oh, well, they're not bad. I just like a little port window, but sharing it with three of your cousins is, I I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we've got the uh, we got the decorations here. Uh, you had your sorority sisters that um, were your wine mules. Um, <laughs> yeah, my wine mules, yes, that's what we call them. <laughs> what else oh, we got yeah. here? They, the girls. Let's talk about the girls. She's a daughter, okay. and I have a daughter, and they're the same age, which was good. So they went to the teen club, and they were hanging out there. Well, after the atrocity of the first night and what they saw, what their mothers had turned into. You know, we just resorted back to our college days, you know. <laughs> anyway, they wanted nothing to do with us. So I remember the next day there's a, you know, T-shirt sale and the uh, centrum there. And we're going through and we see them walking with like two of their friends that they met. And so they come walking towards us and we come walking towards them. We start waving. They immediately turn around and run. <laughs> Yeah, they wanted nothing to do with us. <laughs> but they well, enjoyed it. That sounds it. like typical typical kids, right? Especially Yeah, well, age. especially teenagers, yeah. But yeah. that was also the thing where I realized I love cruising so much is because you can enjoy time with your kids, but you get time to yourself. I yes. mean, there's something for everybody there. And Matt, I know you feel the same way. <laughs> oh, I absolutely do. That's one of my favorite things. But, you know, first of all, my... my well, no, my, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that the, I mean, my my preferences aside, the nice thing about it, especially when you're cruising with family, with friends, is that you're not really married at the hip. You're not constantly have to do everything together. I mean, you certainly can if you wanted to. But the, I think the nature of a cruise is there's opportunities to spend time together, but also opportunities that are just as important to, to spend time apart and, you know, let the kids have fun and, and run in the other direction when their parents are coming by. Right, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Not at all. And you know what's great about it, too? You know they're safe. Where are they going to go? Yeah, that's true. It's a really good point, actually. You know? So that was that was the best thing. I would say um, I've cruised a, a lot since then. And um, I have to say I really, really enjoy the group cruises as well. Just seeing so many people and it's just like a non oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, it is nice having knowing friends on the ship. It really does add a whole other element to it. And I, in fact, my daughter always asked me when we go on a cruise, like, you know, about a day or two before she'll ask, is this a group cruise or a regular cruise? It's a regular cruise. <laughs> oh, like she's, oh, <laughs> she likes on. seeing, you know, all her friends on there, you know? Yep. And it's just such a mix of people. If you ever told me, I'd be like cruising with like, you know, gun toting Texans. I'd be like, no way. No. <laughs> You'd be cruising with Yankees fans, Aaron. No. <laughs> Case in point. That, that's a benefit right there. That's a plus if you ask me. But um, yeah, so what about this? You had I, I'm sitting here. You have a fainting daughter. What's the story behind that? Oh, God. I think I, I yeah. So she was with her friends and it was getting kind of, uh, you know, late and stuff like that. All of a sudden, um, Tabby's daughter comes running up with one of her friends and uh, they come and they're like, Sam just fainted. 
I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, she's in the other room fainted. So we go down two decks where she was. And uh, apparently she wanted to impress this boy. So she pretended to be weak in her knees. <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. I was sitting there and I said, Sam, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And then the other guy tried to help her up. And I saw the way she looked at him and everything. I'm like, what a faker. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to play that game. All right. This, this sounds like this sounds like a, a, a Hallmark, um, like one of those Hallmark movies set on a roller derby ship. It does. It does sound like that. Oh, my God. No, it was just like funny. And then, you know, Tabby looks at me and she goes, oh, like mother, like daughter. I'm like, no. <laughs> nice. You've never seen uh, me faint. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you've said anything. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, how about your uh, missing in action mom? That was me. That was when oh, I went you. to the bathroom and never came back. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I said, yeah, my email. Got it. Yeah, that was like the first night. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. They're like, okay. They're like, where's Aaron? And then Mike was so mad. He came back to the room. I'm fully clothed, passed out on the bed. And he tried to move me, but I was on top of the covers. And he, he did not like me that night. I can imagine it's it's uh I think we've all been there. <laughs> and, and usually one, um, go ahead. Yeah, one more story to share from that cruise. So we had a junior suite, which is kind of like a glorified balcony with a lot more space. But on grandeur, it seems like a little bigger. They have a little table, and Sam slept in the fold-out couch. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard. Like if you're not at the teen club, and you want to eat. It's kind of hard to bring things to and forth. So my daughter thought it was a rollicking good idea to invite all their teen friends back to our pad. Oh, sure. Why not? Part yeah. of your house. Oh, not only that, they ordered room service, like a lot oh, of it. Why not? So I'm on the way back and we're changing because we just came from the pool, right? And we walk in and we're walking down the you know hallway and we see these two teenagers like run up, knock on the door and go in our cabin. We're like, what is going on? Okay, so then we were really concerned. So we take our CPAS cards, we stick it to the door, we open the door, and there is my daughter, surrounded by seven of her new cruise friends. They ordered room service, feud askew everywhere, and they're playing poker. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I laugh because it's not my kids. Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, my 14-year-old daughter having a poker game with all these other people. And I'm like, okay, out. I'm like, it's great that you're doing this. Get out. And I was so, like, Sam, in what dimension did you think it was okay to bring people back and do this? And she goes, well, Mom, you got a junior suite. You always told me to share the wealth. <laughs> that's like... That's, uh, I, I can't wait to have teenagers, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, that, that's the kind of something that's like, there's a point to be made with that, but it's not the right point, but it's still the, yeah, anyway, that's the I know, I know her heart was in the right place, and she goes, well, mom, room service is free anyhow. <laughs> yeah, she's. <laughs> oh, seven ninety nine, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but, that's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's my daughter, and I, actually, so for I'll the give record, you what, 
Yeah, so for the record, though, as we're keeping score at home, two of the nights so far, somebody has been in the doghouse coming back to your room. First night, it was you, and then the uh, the other night, it was your daughter. Got it. Yep. And after that, it was pretty smooth sailing. Good. If memory serves, but the, I'll just share one other story with, my, with yeah. my daughter, which was so funny. And this was like, she's 15, and she's in a room, and I guess she was on her laptop, and I came from behind her, and I scared her. And she takes off her headphone and she goes, Jesus, woman, don't you knock? She, she called me woman. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, parenting right there. I love that. That's, uh, but you know what? Those are, the, these are the memories. I've, I've said this before. You'll, you'll, Jesus, woman is probably an inside joke in your household at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But yeah. after that, she got hooked on cruising. And she is actually, for her 21st birthday, we put some money aside for her. She's going on Oasis of the Seas in September 2021. Nice. Yeah. She's so excited for it. And I'm really, this is going to be the one that she's taking by herself. I mean, she'll be 21. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate you stopping by and sharing these cruise stories from a very eventful grandeur of the seas cruise. Yeah, it was nice to be teleported to Florida, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks again, Aaron. No problem. Have a good one, Matt. All right, friends, it's time to answer some listener emails. Yes, this is the emails that you sent me about Royal Caribbean, and I'll be answering a few of those today on this episode. And I think we'll begin with an email from Bob in Fulton, New York. It says, I want to sail this year, August or later. Where do I look for deals and when? Also, what's with this new Crown and Anchor deal about? Thanks for all you do. Love the cruise stories. Bob, glad you're enjoying these episodes here. So, um... Let's go back. I let, for some reason, I always answer questions backwards. I don't know why. It just makes more sense to me. But anyway, uh, the Crown Anchor deal that Bob is talking about is last week on Royal Caribbean Blog, I posted a new promo, new sale that Royal Caribbean put out there, where basically, on top of whatever other deal they're running, Bob, there is a additional savings you can get depending on how long your cruise is and what your status is in Crown and Anchor Society. So if you're the higher up you are, the more you get. It's not a ton of money, but it is money. But perhaps that is a bit of foreshadowing from Royal Caribbean as to what we can expect going forward. Because that's the other part of your question is, hey, if you want to go cruising in the second half of 2020 and you believe there will be discounts, and I do believe there will be discounts, where do you look? I I would tell you this, a couple things. Uh, Number one, I think when you're looking to book cruises, I would hold off right now for 2020 stuff. Um, If you're looking for 21, I think it's a good idea to book anyway. I mean, just book refundable. Make sure you can readjust your price before final payment date. There's a little risk involved in that. But I think what we're going to see, Bob, at least in the short term, and this may change, but I think what's going to happen in the short term is let's, whenever cruises resume, I think there's going to be a period where a very in the in the very short term where cruises resume, and for the next couple of weeks after, thereafter, it's going to be pretty darn cheap. They're going to have just regular discounts, and, and it's going to be one of those things you have to kind of look around. I expect to see posts on social media. Hey, did you guys see that? You know, Adventure of the Seas is only, you know, $300 for the sailing and things of that nature. So a couple places I would look for deals. Number one, I would sign up at the Royal Caribbean blog message boards. So there's a great community over there, and I think maybe we'll have, well, I'm sure there'll be people sharing deals on Facebook. If you're in a variety of Facebook groups, I think that'll work as well. And of course, Bob, the good old-fashioned, just simply going on Royal Caribbean's website and making hypothetical cruise bookings, you know, set your date for the first three months, adjust low, price lowest to highest, and see what you get over there. Uh, that's how I would go about it. A lot of these things, Bob, I think, are going to be um, 
you know, uh, kind of word of mouth, if you will. But I do believe the new normal for Royal Caribbean, all the cruise lines, quite frankly, is when they resume sailings, there's going to be some deep discounts available because they're going to try to re-jumpstart that cruise engine. I mean, the cruise industry was making so much money before all this, and they're gonna, they have and are going to take a big hit because while you and I, we love cruising. We don't have to be, you don't twist our arm to go on there. We're unfortunately not big enough a group in order to really make up those numbers. It's really the first timers, people who are new to cruising, um, people who haven't cruised in forever. You know, that's the meat and potatoes of where all that money was coming from. So uh, they're going to have to make that up. And I believe that'll come in the form of some of these d discounts there. So if you want to be that guinea pig, Bob, I applaud you. I think you're going to have to find that we're just going to have to keep, you know, looking at and see what's, what's out there. So... Uh, hopefully that answers your question. Next in our email queue is John Rhodes writes, Dear Matt, enjoy the show and I've learned a lot. My cruise was canceled on the March 23rd sailing from Mariner of the Seas. I canceled using the extended Cruise with Confidence program. They gave me 100% voucher plus my money back for my tips, taxes, and extras. I had purchased to my credit card. The only thing is I did not, the only thing I did not get was the $177 for my trip insurance they offered because it was a third party from Royal Caribbean. I called last night because Royal Caribbean changed the offer and is now giving me the 125% voucher. They said that I do not qualify for the extra 25% because I canceled before that offer. I asked what about my trip insurance fee and how do I get that back? I did not file a claim because at the time I was satisfied with the cruise and confidence offer. The Royal Caribbean agent told me to file a claim. Is that right? Will AON Infinity, or Aon, I don't know how to pronounce that, give me my entire amount back even though I got a voucher for my credits? I'm not trying to double dip my cruise, but how does the Aeon Infinity work? I don't know if the Royal Caribbean agent gave me the correct info. If you use my question on your show, can you give me give my disappointed laugh daughter, uh, Hayden, a shout out and tell her the good news. She gets to keep hearing your show until I find the next cruise. Thanks again for all you do. Hayden, good news podcast is still going here. And uh, you should be getting, if you bought your insurance through Royal Caribbean, John, so when you booked Royal Caribbean Cruise, you said, yes, I'd like you to have your travel insurance, which I know is provided by Aeon or Aeon, however you pronounce it. And yeah, they should refund that. That should come back to you in a separate refund um, from that. Um, now, I know you sent this email uh, about a month ago, and you may have already rectified this. I would say, number one, you call Royal Caribbean. If they tell you, I think you might have to talk to AON, but the, bo the bottom line is you should be getting your uh, refund for that. Um, since the first set of cancellations, I know Royal has really gotten this story down to a pat. Um, you know, when, you, when Royal cancels a cruise on you, you get... Uh, the choice of 100% refund, 125%, or choice of 100% refund or 125% future cruise credit, and then port fees, taxes, any add-ons you bought, like drink packages, and travel insurance, and gratuities come back to you in a separate refund there. So you should have it, and uh, yeah, I would contact the, again, it might be a combination of both, you might have to play a little bit of phone tag, but for anybody who's looking uh, at it going forward, that is definitely something to consider. Next up is an email from the McNiff family. Hey Matt, first I want to start off with I just came off Anthem of the Seas on March 8th to 15th. It was a, it was great with no talk of the virus. One of the best ones I've been on. Now to my question, if you could answer for me. We had a cruise book for October. I seen the online the price change about 160 bucks would have to come off of it. I called the Royal Caribbean lady was giving me a reprice at only $60. When asked why it was cheaper online, she said the taxes and fees stay the same no matter what the original booking does. Does that sound right to you? You know, it's a good question, uh, and I can't exactly answer it because there's a variety of factors involved. Number one, she is right in the sense that in a lot of cases, port fees and taxes are independent of the cruise fare. And when you look at the price online, it's very easy to look over or I say overlook or uh, miss something that doesn't quite make it apples to apples. The most common mistake 
is people who booked refundable cruise fare like I do, and then they go on the website and they're like, wow, it's so much cheaper because that's non-refundable cruise fare. So things like that could be a part of it. Also, you might have prepaid your gratuities, which again, would maybe be part of why you're seeing a higher price there. Um, what I would recommend, basically what you have to do, number, a couple things. Number one, probably too late for you, but book with a travel agent because then they can really spell this out for you. It's a lot easier and it's not to, not to mention it'll save you time from you having to call Royal Caribbean and talk to some random operator and have to second guess what they're telling you. So that's number one. Number two is look at your original deposit. When you made the cruise, you should have gotten an email with a kind of a line item list of everything that's on there. And what you want to do, if you're on the website, if you're if you were pricing this on the website and you saw that 160 price difference, uh, go to the website, go all the way through the mock book and basically all the way to checkout. And basically you have to get back to the point where you are seeing line items like, okay, you know, uh, dad costs this much, mom costs this much, kid costs this much, taxes are this much, right? You got to get those line items, you got to rectify them and go cro cross-reference your original booking. And that should add up right there. If it's not, um, you should then be able to figure out which one is wrong and go from there. But the port fees and taxes are independent of what you pay in the cruise fare because the cruise fare is again a one line item. And then towards the bottom, you get things like port fees, taxes, gratuities. Those are all extras, uh, some of which you have a choice on paying, some of which you don't, but those get all put in there as well. So um, that's that'd be my recommendation. I apologize, I can't give you a better answer because Quite frankly, I don't have your pricing information in front of me to look at, nor do I have the new information to have there. So yeah, it's it's kind of tough to uh, to give you an exact answer right there. But uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> appreciate the email. Next, we have an email from Doug from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was listening to episode 345 about your top five restaurants. You mentioned there is music at Portside Barbecue in the evenings. Is that something that's available to all cruisers or can schedule a meal to enjoy that venue? I know anyone can go in there. It's a counter service restaurant, so uh, you can easily saunter in there. No one's no one's checking your name at the door. It's not like Chops where uh, there's a maitre d'. So you can totally go in there and just enjoy the music. Uh, and then Doug also says, last question about Portside, does it have its own bar? I know that other specialty restaurants have their own bars, especially drinks as well, but I believe you can do you can do walk-ins in those bars, correct? We'd love to make an evening of enjoying specialty restaurant bars with our drink package and their music if that's possible. Uh, yes, you can absolutely do it. There isn't a bar, but they do have drinks behind the restaurant. It's not a full bar, um, but they do have some beer, bottled beers. Uh, there's also they make a um, uh, Arnold Palmer there as well. So there is some alcohol, and yes, absolutely, you totally do that. There's nothing wrong with, like I said, walking into the restaurant. Um, no one's gonna pay any mind to you that you didn't stop to like, get anything to eat. Although, if you want those drinks, you're gonna end up in the line anyway, the food line, I should say and then you just grab a table. So yeah, whether you order something or not, you're totally allowed to go into Portside Barbecue and enjoy the live music there. Again, live music is only in the evenings, at least when I was on there, uh, it was an evening thing. So hope that answers your question there. Uh, next email is from uh, Jared who writes, hey Matt, hope you're doing well in these crazy times. Quick question for you. I understand if you have the unlimited dining package and you go to an a la carte restaurant like Azumi or Playmakers, you get a credit. For example, at Azumi it's 35 and at Playmakers it's 20 bucks. My question is this, if you purchase alcohol on the same tab, can the credit be used towards alcohol? Uh, no, it cannot. So the unlimited dining package is just for food. Drinks are a separate item. In fact, you will see that as a separate item. You may, I think in most cases you actually get two bills, Jared. Um, so if you go to, you cannot use your a la carte towards alcohol. It's gotta go towards food only. Otherwise that'd be a kind of a roundabout way to get around the, um, the drinks, uh, the drink package in, in some respects, but uh, no, you don't, you can't do that. So yeah, you can't go into Izumi, buy one roll and then three uh, Sapporos and then walk out of there um, scot-free if you don't have the drink package. 
You can, of course, go into the restaurant with a dining package and a drink package and then walk out scot-free. So there you go, Jared. Hope that answers your email there. And thank you to everybody for checking out this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Of course, if you have an email you want to send me, I would love to read it here on the podcast. Send it to Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.